0: We'll kill you, you. I cut my way out podcast. I I you. Oh, we the oh, oh, oh. I put the in my hand, I, I got a whole different thing, i I, I, I see how to see yeah. I put the in my hand, I, I, I got a whole dream kid on the crib make it big and what
1: my check my check we're here
0: absolutely back at it again back, back at, at it again
1: um I cut my way out podcast everywhere where you can listen to podcasts uh got new intro music shout out to uh Dennis and his crew yeah, DC DC yeah, yeah. thank you very much mm-hmm. uh that's it going forward. How you been?
0: Man, I've been good. I've been good. Good, man. Yes, yeah. Yes, sir. Can't complain about anything. What about yourself?
1: I'm doing pretty good myself. Okay. Doing pretty good myself. Happy to be back in, in the presence of the... Behind these mics. Absolutely. Got Ab- a special
0: guest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Got, got a legendary guest.
1: Legendary you, guest. Yeah, Take it away.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, um, for all of you listeners, thank you um, for being back with us. Another episode of um, I Cut My Way Out podcast. Today we have... Um, A very 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 special guest Um, legendary um, in our community in Champaign Illinois Um, he's a longtime barber and he's also um, one half the owner of Rose and Taylor Barbershop which has been a staple in our community um, for over 50 years Um, he's been very inspirational um, to to our community um, to the barbers growing up and we're here to pay homage um, because without barbers like, um, this gentleman, we, we, I, I wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be cutting our way out and we wouldn't have this opportunity. So, um, without further ado, we would like to bring to you, um, Mr. Joe Taylor. How are you doing there, Mr. Joe?
2: Okay. All oh, right. Good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on your
0: show. Man, we are extremely, um, honored and extremely excited, um, not many people get the opportunity, you know, to to sit down and um, talk to barbers from the past and um, who have spent as many years behind the chair and having ownership um, such as yourself. So we're delighted to have you on. Extremely delighted. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Okay, so we're so we're gonna we're gonna dive right right into these questions. So um, for for me, I, I know over the years, of course, my Uncle Cut with you um, for a number of years, so got an opportunity to, you know, be around the barbershop and just observe and, um, you know, what was part of my growing up experience, like a lot of us here in the Champaign-Urbana community. So I, I would like to know, and, and for our listeners, when did you first begin to, to cut hair? What what took you down that path?
2: Well, um uh, uh, uh a friend of mine I went to school with, he, he's always talking about being a barber. Okay. And then we live, uh, in 1961, we live across street from Tommy Barbershop.
0: Okay, okay, okay. And and that was the barbershop in the community prior to you guys having Rose and Taylor. So did it did Tommy's Barbershop kind of have the reputation at that time that Rose and Taylor um, ended up having?
2: Yeah, uh, Tumman was a new barbershop. They built
0: it in 1960. Okay. So so was that, the, at that time, was that the first black-owned barbershop in the community? Uh, No, it wasn't,
2: but okay. it was the first new one. Okay.
0: So, okay. So it was the first new one. Okay. All right. And so at that at that point in time, so you're having a barbershop across the street and, and having a friend. So what what were the next steps? Um when when did you decide to pursue it, and, and what did you do um, in your pursuit to become a barber?
2: I went to barber school um, in nineteen September 1963. Wow, wow. I went on a grant. Uh, the mayor of the city of Champaign, uh-huh. he also worked for the state, and he had a grant that uh, would help, you know, uh, those that weren't going to college, you know. Okay. Get into a trade.
0: Okay, okay. And where was it that that you attended barber school?
2: In Chicago.
0: Okay, okay. And what was the name of that um, institution? Uh, Mola. Mola
2: Mola Barber College. Oh, okay. In, okay. Down on on State Street. Okay.
0: In uh, Chicago. Okay, okay. And so so you attended there. And at that time, what what were the um, kind of what was the setup of the barber college? What were the the requirements and, and you know what did you have to do to obtain your barber's license?
2: Oh, uh, we had to take a class in theory, you okay. know.
0: Okay.
2: And uh, that wasn't easy. Right. Well, the first three tests I took, I took, I got a zero.
0: <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> So you got a zero, huh? <laughs> yeah, so I had to buckle down. Yeah, so it, so it had to get to it. And so what what were the, the requirements in terms of, of the number of hours? Oh, um, uh, 1,850 hours. Wow, 1,850. Wow. So so today the average number of hours is 1,500. Wow. Okay. Right.
2: You remember it, too. <laughs> right. You remember it
0: like it was yesterday. Remember your first test scores and everything. huh?
2: It took nine months.
0: Okay. So it was 9 months full full time. Um yeah. 5 days a week. Yep. Okay. 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 Um and approximately so was that a big trade then? So were, were there a lot of um students um in the barber school at that particular time? Oh yeah,
2: it was. Okay. They, had,
0: they had two schools. Okay. Okay. So Mueller had two schools. Okay. So mm-hmm. so it was pretty popular. So so cutting hair has always been been big in our um, communities. Okay. Right. I
1: have a question, Miss. I have a question. Can I call you Mr. Taylor, Joe? What What do you prefer? It's
0: up to you, Joe. Will be good.
2: <laughs>
1: you, okay, okay, Joe. I have. I just have one question. Uh, so, going to Chicago um, to barber school, did it ever cross your mind to stay in Chicago after you got your license, or was the plan always to return to Champagne uh, when you got your barber license?
2: Oh, I didn't have no plan what I was gonna do, okay. but I did stay. I still stay up there while I'm working the shop okay. on uh, West Roosevelt Road. Oh, west side. Okay, okay. Yeah.
0: And how long? How long were you? Were you there cutting hair?
2: Probably about a month and a half. They was working from eight to eight <laughs> at, that, at that time.
0: They was put putting in big hours, and so and, it, uh, go ahead.
2: It was union. Okay. And uh, plus. Uh, I lost my thought. So, <laughs> no. so,
0: so, when you say union, um, yeah, can you kind of explain to us how how the union worked at that particular time?
2: Oh, the, oh, you got to have a license before you can work in the shop. Okay. You
0: know, okay. Can work
2: with that license.
0: Okay. And
2: plus the state, plus the state, come around uh, about every three months, check on wow. your license, your sanitation, sterilization.
0: Okay. So, so they made sure that everybody was, was on, on top of the game so you weren't just gonna fall in a barbershop with no license and think that you were gonna cut hair and make money. Okay. Correct. Okay. 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 And and so after completing barber school, standing in Chicago and realizing that they were working, you know, twelve hour days, you know, five days a week, so you decided then to return um back to Champagne, correct? Yeah, I did. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So so after completing that, returning here, can you tell us kind of your journey that that led to um, what became the most legendary barbershop in, in our area still um, to this day, um, which is, is Rose and Taylor. Can you kind of tell us, you know, when you came back, kind of how things worked themselves out to the point where Rose and Taylor, um, you know, be, became a reality? Well, when I
2: came back, I... I had a part-time job before I left, so I started back working part-time at the uh, Okay. grocery store down
0: okay.
2: on South Neal.
0: Okay,
2: and then I finally got a job at Murrayfield Barbershop. Mm.
0: Okay,
2: down on uh, it's on First Street. Okay, two ten North First Street.
0: Okay. Mm. Okay. And so you, know you, where
2: bakery, you know where the bakery at now? Yep,
0: yeah,
2: yep. Yeah. Right on that corner there. Okay, okay.
0: And so from, from that time, so you worked there how long?
2: Oh, quite a while. Yeah. They were, were, Leroy worked, Leroy started working there with me, you know. Okay, so okay. We worked together
0: there. Right, and for those who don't know, Leroy Knox, that, that's my uncle, that was one of your fellow barbers that, that you, you worked with, he worked in your shop, so, okay. And And so you guys worked together from, from that point. Um, and so at, at some point in time, did you work in Tommy's Barbershop before the whole Rose and Taylor um, Barbershop began? How, how did that work itself out?
2: I, I, I worked in a, sh- uh, a couple more shops before then. Okay. That.
0: Okay. So, so you uh, work- Go ahead.
2: When the, when the AFRO come in, it, it really hurt the business.
0: Mm. Yeah. Mm. It right. makes sense, that. but, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, he he said that really, that really makes sense. It kind of
1: yeah. makes sense, but, I mean, uh, yeah, because people growing their hair, they're not coming in as often to get their hair cut, right. I would imagine.
0: So how did you guys make that work for you?
2: Well, I had a part-time job. I kept mm. my part-time job. Mm. So okay. Mm. I went, uh, went to work on University uh, in 5th, uh, Morris Clark. Okay. We, uh
0: okay Wow. I worked there
2: with him for a while, and then I went down and worked with henry okay yeah
1: Henry was my barber when I was
0: a, yeah
2: a child. Uh, yeah. So. yeah
0: and so, so what, when henry
2: what? when Henry came in he worked with Leroy and I there for a few for okay. a few okay. weeks okay.
0: Before he got his own mm okay, so he delved right in and got his own, okay,
2: so Leroy had one down to Tommy barbershop. Okay. So he let me uh he contacted me. Uh, Tommy I think Tommy had died, so he let me know the
0: chair open. Okay. Okay.
2: So I went down there.
0: Okay. And so Okay. And so it it was still Tommy's barbershop at that point in time. So it was yes. so so Tommy was a barber as well?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was a businessman. He had a Barbershop and a record
0: shop. Mm, okay. Next to each other. Okay. Okay. And so, so then at that time how how long was it before Tommy's barber shop then became Rosen Rosen Taylor? How did that work out?
2: Maybe about a month or so.
0: Really. You know,
2: his wife didn't want to keep all them books and stuff, so she sold us the business inside. Okay. That was in nineteen seventy
0: four. Okay. And and so that in seventy four. So that so you you and Lum, and for those who don't know, Lum, is yeah. the, the the other half of of um, Rose and Taylor. So yeah, so Lum Rose, Lum but... Rose and Joe Taylor. Okay, mm-hmm. so he was already there. Lum
2: was already there.
0: Okay, and yeah. and so you guys decided that that um, was it. Kind of like a situation where hey, I don't want to keep jumping barbershops, or was it a long time goal? Um, for both of you guys, that you wanted to own your own barbershop in the first place, it
2: was my goal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I guess
2: it, okay.
0: Uh, so, so it just just played it played itself out, right? Huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so you purchased it in. Nineteen seventy four. So at the, 1970- the, business. the business. Yes, the business part. Okay. So, so what?
2: What
1: entail? So when you say the business, what does that entail? The everything inside the the establishment, the net. Like, can you? Yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, they had an apartment upstairs, up on top. Okay. And and she, his wife, stayed up there. You know, okay. Mrs. Drish.
0: Okay. So did it did it remain? Tommy's Barbershop for a while, or did you guys no, go straight? No, no, we,
2: we changed it
0: then. Okay, okay. And and had what?
2: They had an article in the newspaper. Really? Tommy's under new management. Okay,
0: uh, okay. And and so what went into, I, I know, the, you know, your last name, Rose and Taylor. Um, what went into you guys choosing the name of the shop? I know some people sometimes, you know, Catchy barbershops was that just a thing? So, like you said, Tommy's barbershop was named after him, and you had the Rose and Taylor. Was it just during those times that you know it, it was pretty natural to to um, name your barbershop after yourself? No, I
2: don't
0: know.
1: We just came up with uh, Mister Rose and okay. Taylor. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I I wanted to know that because today is just. It just has a ring to it, yeah. and, and it just, it might make you think that they really put a lot of thought right. into the name, right. Right. but, you right. know, listening to, you know, Tommies and right. things like that, it's just, hey, my last name Rose, right. your last name Taylor, Rose and Taylor, and it just, the rest right. is history. Right,
0: right, <laughs> right, because right. cause that, that name still rings to me to this day, and and I don't know if it's so much because, you know, I'm just part of the community that... Um, it was created in, but it, but it's still, that name still rings as it, simple as it may be because you guys were just, you know, using your last name. So, okay. So, so, so going in, so, so today we have the Rosen Taylor legacy. Um, everybody who is, you know, um, from Champaign-Urbana, um, and I assume anybody that has any connection with Champaign-Urbana that's not even from here, um, is familiar um, with the shop, Rosen Taylor, it served um, many University of Illinois students, uh, many community people, many professionals, um, all walks of life. Did, did you guys set out to create the legacy that that name has today, or was it more so just like, hey, you know, th- this is our barbershop, this is what we want to name it, we just want to work in our barbershop? Was there any thought behind how big you wanted it to be, what you wanted it to do, if you wanted it, you know, to create that legacy? What was the thought behind it?
2: Well the credit go to Tommy, Dredge, and Lom Rose because Lom was the manager of the shop when Tommy had it. Okay. And we just carried on with what they had started.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: So. Matter went up a little notch.
0: Okay.
2: We did we did some changes. We didn't everybody would closed on Wednesday, so we we stopped it. We started closing on Monday. Mm. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, barbershops were closed on Wednesday at the time. And so, you guys yeah. kind of set it up. And that, that's interesting because now, if you go all around the nation, you know, barbershop hours for the most part are Tuesday through Saturday and closed yeah. on Sunday and Monday. Wow. Okay. Yeah, see,
2: that had, that had to do with the union, you know, mm. in Chicago and stuff.
0: Really? So, okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, everybody was following that guideline.
0: Okay. We wanted a long weekend. Right, right. Make makes sense. I I'm not gonna lie to you. I enjoy having that Sunday and that Monday all. I I really do. <laughs> yeah. So so, once you guys started cutting hair, like just as a professional, what were your your first um prices when you first started cutting hair? What were the prices back in the the sixties and, and the seventies? Yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't very much. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I got I got some posters outside. Uh huh. Uhhuh. Sham was a dollar and a half in nineteen seventy four. Wow. I think the bar.
0: And how much for the haircuts?
2: I'm not sure, I had to look it up. Okay.
0: Okay. I think
2: it's uh couldn't be number one five dollars.
0: Really? Now now in the sixties when you started barber school, how much were haircuts at that time?
2: No, I mean
0: sixty. I started sixty three. Or, or sixty three, okay. Do you remember?
2: Oh, I think about seventy-five cents. Wow! Wow!
0: The the industry, wow! The industry has come an extremely, extremely long way. As
1: a client, not I'm not a barber, Mister Taylor, but as yeah, a client, okay. as a client. What yeah. I, I would love to be paying those prices today, like
0: <laughs> they go they gonna take advantage of us, huh, Mr. Taylor? Okay. And man, that, that that is amazing. Just you know, you being one of one of the um one of the, the legendary barbers and, and, and just paving the way for us to do what it is that we do as barbers today. That that's that's amazing. And and of course, you know. Everything has, has gone up and, you know, just the, the economy. But just to think, you know, in the 60s, you know, $0.75 cent now, you know, I know of barbers that are charging $150, $200 a head. That is just absolutely amazing. And I feel like, go back to you guys' era and, and you guys and, you know, the barbers before you made it possible for us to do um, what it is that, that we do. Man, that's did, – did you ever envision – like starting then and just knowing now that that it could become this lucrative. Could you ever imagine that somebody would have paid one hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars for a haircut?
2: Oh uh, yeah, mm. cause when I was up in Chicago in barber school, I used to this one particular shop. A lot of the uh, entertainment they used to go there. They used to pay quite a bit to get their hair done. Mm, okay.
0: Yeah. okay,
2: stuff
0: like that. Okay, okay. So you, even then the you know the the those who were more popular and famous, they they were paying more for their services. Yes. Okay. Right. okay. Wow. So so, as barbershop owners, did you guys um, do commission or or booth rent um, at the time? We, we, most of what we did was uh, commission. Okay. Okay. Because, and, uh,
2: go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to ask you what was the commission split.
2: It depends. We we start off at uh, seventy five or no, seven to thirty Okay. Okay. And then then you know it might depend on later on in it's changed you know a little bit.
0: Okay. 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 And at at some point, did you guys ever go to the booth rent side of things?
2: Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I did. Okay. Um, uh, I, when Long got ready to retire, I bought him out, so he okay. went to boot it then. Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. And do do you think one or, or the other is, is more beneficial, or do you think they're about equal?
2: Uh, to some barbers, it's beneficial because, you know, they don't have a lot of custom and... and they didn't have all the experience
1: some barbers had, so Okay. helped okay. him. Okay. Wow. Uh, I have a, I have a question. Um, you know, we we've, we've done this show. We we we've talked to, to other barbers, and you know, we always ask them about their top clippers. So. What are your favorite clippers to cut? Do have have they? I mean, I would imagine the more things change, the more they stay the same. Do you have like some of your go to clippers that you definitely needed and they and that you used? Or, or basically, what's your top top two or three clippers that you cut
2: with? It, it depends on what kind of haircut they're getting. Okay. You know? If they getting the close,
0: one, well, you know what they're
2: gonna use on that. But okay. Not the, same, not the same as everybody else.
0: Okay. Yeah. So when 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 did the the Andes Master? When did that come out?
2: Oh boy. Ooh, long.
0: I had to look that up. Really. So so is that something you were using back in in the in the seventies? Was that yeah. a pretty, pretty popular oh, oh, clipper then?
2: Oh there? yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay.
1: So where did you where did you buy your clippers? Uh, like if you needed to, if you if a set went out, did like did was Sally? I mean, I, Sally's. I'm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. would you all go? Would you did you have to order them or have a catalog? Yeah. We, or? We. Yeah, we used
2: to order them
1: out of catalog. Out of okay. catalogue,
0: okay. okay. So so there were no barber um supply s- shops in the in the town at that time? Not
2: at first it wasn't.
0: Really? Okay. Okay. So we used to order. Okay. Now with 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 the legacy and in so so overall you've been cutting hair, you know, well over 40, 50 years, right? Um fifty five. 55 to be exact. Thank you for setting me straight. (laughs) 55 years. And you've maintained um, a license that whole time. I I remember coming over um, to your home, and I seen you still, and this may have been a year and a half ago, you still had a valid barber's license in the state of Illinois. Am I correct? Yeah, you got to. Wow. That that is 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 absolutely amazing. So so cutting hair for for fifty five years. What does barbering mean to you?
2: Oh boy, it, it means it, it meant too much for me. You know, yeah. I really uh, we, we regret a few a few things that I did. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have time to do. Okay. My, like my two oldest daughters, mm-hmm. I didn't have time to take care of them like I should have. You know, mm-hmm. uh, raise them.
0: Okay.
2: So I had to let their grandmother raise them.
0: Just just because the barbering it, it took so much of you your know, time. You know,
2: I'm all into I'm all into the barbering. You know, right. trying to make it. You know.
0: Right, right. Trying to yeah. trying to financially take care. Of everything. Yeah, we
2: worked a lot of hours. though. we used to work from uh, like what, 9 o'clock to seven, mm-hmm. eight o'clock sometime at night. Right. Here in Champaign.
0: Right. So, so once you you started cutting, would you say? And and I imagine fifty five years would. Would is it safe to say that it became your true passion?
2: Yeah, it did. Yeah. I'm sorry, it did. But yeah
0: that's a, a, a beautiful thing, and I know sometimes you you put that passion in. Sometimes you miss out on on other areas, um, but you you definitely have 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 made a, a legacy. You and Mr. Lum and my uncle Leroy and you know I remember um, Harry used to cut my hair. Um, you know you had had so many um, great barbers there d- during those times. Um, Another question I have, like dur- during the time that you cut during the early years, were there segregated barbershops at that particular time?
2: Uh, When I first started off, uh, said we had, uh, at that time, when I went to Freddie Barbershop, he, he was telling me that uh, they used to cut only white hair mm. when his uncle had it, but... His uncle sold it out to him. So mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then we had one downtown called Van Barbershop. They only cut white hair. Really? All
0: black barbershop? Mm. All black barbershop, but only cut yeah. all uh, white hair.
2: Yeah, that's all they cut. Oh, wow. And, uh that's, Wow. Then there's some nothing that on Fresh Beat there, uh mm-hmm. I can't think of that guy's name. Where Rose and Taylor's at now? Uh-huh. He was there then, you know, an old shop.
0: All black barber shop, cut only white hair. That's that's wow. yeah. That's pretty interesting. Wow. wow, how 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 far we have have come in, in some areas. Um, so we got a got a few few more questions for you. We're not gonna hold you too long. We know you you're on a schedule. Um, but another question I have: how were you, how were you guys able to just maintain the shop for for so many years? Um, one one of the things that I loved, and, and I still think about it from a business aspect today, um, all the personalities seem so, l- like, everything matched so well. Like, for for you, and just to look back um, in my childhood, and even when I, you know, got in high school, to look back and look at you and, and Lum, your personalities. Everybody's personality balanced each other's out. And so it was a great time you know, going in the barbershop, you know, you 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 were low key. My uncle Leroy singing, dancing, smiling. You seeing his gold tooth on the side, like every everybody. You know, it was a a great work environment. How did you guys maintain um, that level of professionalism in that environment and just keep the barbershop going for so long? We put the customer first, okay. first
2: of all, and then
0: uh, we try
2: to tune things down, you know, right. uh, when when families come in, you know, like women bring their kids in. Right. Right. Sometimes we got the whole family come in, so we try to.
0: Right. Because, I, I'm, I mean, I remember days that, you know, my mother would, you know, come in and drop me off on, on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and it was always what you would con, con, consider. You guys set the bar. It, it's one of those barbershops that, you know, you could bring a businessman in. You could bring family you know a woman could come in there with with her kids or the fellas just the fellas could hang out you know what I mean and and so Mm -hmm. when I look and you know and I I have goals and some things I want to do and and that's the bar for me that that I strive for um were there ever any challenges in terms of, of of partnership like bringing in new barbers how did you and LUM decide like Okay, we 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 got new barbers. You know, we we want to be on the same page. How did those things having a fifty fifty split? How did that with ownership? How did that work? Oh, uh, we just talked
2: about it. You know, you know okay, and that was it. You know, was no problem. Okay, you know, okay. Everybody need a chance. You know, absolutely. Yeah, we had a lot of
0: them. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
2: yeah, I just
1: have I have a question. Um, just. Just looking at the barber landscape today and speaking with you, um, it just seems like the the middle aged barber shop, a barber for middle aged um individuals just doesn't really exist in today, especially in, in this community. Uh do you have any thoughts about that and and why maybe it just doesn't?
2: Well, we uh, the barbers need to get together and, and form an association, you know, and talk everything over, mm-hmm. and try to pool some money together and build a nice barbershop. Right,
0: have some yeah. some ownership.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That that's yeah. and and yeah, that that that's big. That that's big. Um, yeah, so do you
1: th- think? Do you think that's possible? I mean. I mean, somebody that's for 55 years, you've seen a lot, and you've seen just the way this society, not just just among how black people move and, and act. Is it possible? Do you, do you feel?
2: Say that one more time.
1: I'm, I'm saying, I know you said that we need to, the barbers need to come together, form an association. Just... With you seeing a lot in fifty five years being a barber. Do you feel like that, that is possible? I mean, it just seems like everybody is for themselves.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. It's possible. All they gotta do say it up uh, where well, each one can put so much money in there, you know, like a share. Right. And uh get them a lawyer, top lawyer, and let him have it. Right. Put the money, be safe, you right. know. Right. Each one of her own a part of it. Right. Speaking of
1: lawyers, just in in conducting business with uh, Mr. Lum, did you ever have to get lawyers involved, or was the handshake and and the values and the morals and ethics just good enough when you all conduct a business?
2: That's all we did. Yeah. But when we, we deal with someone else, we used to, we had a lawyer. Right. Um, okay.
0: Okay. We had the same lawyer. Okay. So, so, at what point? What? So, so, everyone knows in, in our community, and you know, just those who who are listening. Um, it's been the longest um, black-owned barbershop, longest you know bar you know barbershop period in in, in our community, right? And we know um, you you decided to you know retire from being active in the barbershop every day and you decided um to sell the barbershop. What what year did you retire did you decide to um retire from being in the barbershop and decided to sell the business?
2: Oh, I I didn't retire, you know,
0: I just semi semi-retired. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you still you uh, right, you still actively cut hair but just in terms of being a full-time barber and wanting to to deal with the ins and outs of just being a businessman. On top of cutting hair, when did you decide that that was enough and, and you were ready to um, just step back from ownership?
2: I was I was looking for one of the barbers in there to you know step up and take it over. You know, mm-hmm. I used to, everybody had a key, so I said, once you open one day a week?" You know, mm-hmm. I, I tried that and see who's gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> but so, it didn't
0: work out. So, so you just couldn't find that that stronghold to, to anchor everything. Um yeah. so at at that point you you decide decide to sell it. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, we had the whole building, you know.
0: Right, right. Yeah. All all three okay. suites, right. Okay. And and just to go back, what year was that particular building? When did you guys have that building um built?
2: Oh, we moved in there in two thousand. In two thousand,
0: okay, okay. Wow. Okay.
2: When we when we sold it, we owned the we own oh eighty six thousand dollars on it.
0: Wow! 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 So, two more questions that I have, and that's it. And I don't know if um, Jinx has any more, but two things. What advice would you have for barbers of today, and also the young and up, up and coming barbers? What What advice would you give us? Oh, just try to
2: get to know the other barbers, you know, and try to be friends with them. And-
0: Okay.
1: In in your shop or both in and outside of your shop, as far as oh,
2: other shops, in and out, in and outside.
0: Okay. Yeah. okay. Now now, what about also from from just the professional side in terms of of um, taxes, um, retirement, things of the, of that nature.
2: Oh, you got to set up some retirement. You got to pay in the Social Security too.
0: Right. That's right. a must. Right right to so, say so say you got to step away from the chair at some point in time Oh,
2: yeah okay you yeah, don't was, know when it's going to happen
1: was there somebody that gave you that that wisdom and what yeah. age how how what age of, when you were were able to get that wisdom
2: one of my customers in oh. 1960 oh wow Eight. wow so you you paid spent in, two years I spent two years in the military Okay. Well when I got out in sixty eight, he started doing my taxes. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. telling me what I need to do.
0: Right. Right. And and so those are the things ultimately that allowed you to um go into business to be able to to buy a building and, and things of that nature and, and, and have that ownership, right? Yes. Absolutely. So that that's good credit. Yeah. Good credit. Right. Good credit. So so how important and valuable, in your eyes, is ownership?
2: You know, it's real. It's, it's real important. I didn't know how important it was to solar a barbershop. Right. Because I was going to do something else, and uh, right. you didn't have that, Right. you know, to bargain with.
0: Right. So that's just just... Extremely important. I, I know so many shops, you know, um, want to to, you know, ha- have their name and and you know have that reputation. But when you're in somebody else's building, then they dictate the pace. You know, they figure out okay, we, we want to sell. Then you have to take your name and your equipment, um, and figure out where where next to set up shop. And so that's kind of something that I've been um, thinking about long long and hard. Um, you know within the last year year and year and a half in terms of barbering and and then to also be able to do what you and Lum did to be able to create and leave that legacy um you know not not many if any have been able to accomplish you know after you guys are or, or, or during that stretch what you guys have been able to accomplish or were able to accomplish in terms of ownership um so with, with that being said if if there were any regrets, if there were anything that you would do different um, as, as a barber, what would it be? Or or just period?
2: Oh, the first regret, what I told you earlier, mm-hmm. I, I, I would have spent more time with my daughters. Okay. And okay. the second one is I wouldn't have never sold Rose and Taylor. I would have, have leased it out.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, so, so you, you that legacy that you created, you you realize that it probably would have been um, best just to keep it and, and, and lease it. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I I I definitely agree with you. Um, it's one of those things we're looking at where, um, you know, I think m- myself as a middle-aged barber and just the barbers in general, um, at this stage, we have to do a better job or or at least give that effort, like you said having an association, having those relationships and, and grooming um young barbers because, you know, yeah. if if we're trying to create legacies but there's nobody to um, pass that torch to and take it on, then it's almost like, you know, you put all this hard work in and and, and it's almost like being in vain. You know, you, you created yeah. something um for us and, and for our community. It wasn't just about yourself. You gave something and, and, and Mr Lum and um, you know, my Uncle Leroy and, and Harry and, and all all the guys that, that came through the barbershop and, and worked there gave so much to this community. And like you said, you put in so many hours, sometimes you realize that man, the the time I gave to the barbershop and the community, even though made money, I lost out on other areas. I sacrificed other areas to give a community so much of me. And then when you create that legacy, then there's nobody to 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 pass that torch to and that has to be frustrating you know
2: yeah
0: you know it's That's it's right
2: yeah
0: it, it's it's and and just keeping those license cutting for 55 years that in it of itself speaks um the passion and not only the passion of barbering but the passion that you guys have for the community you know um i know for me one of, one of my favorite things you know is being able to interact with people that 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 that's something that's special. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I got it.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: Go
0: ahead. I, I was just.
1: I, I mean, forgive me. I, I don't want to offend you, but uh you keep a license. I'd imagine you've gone up on your cut. You're not charging. <laughs> you know, two fifty no more for a cut, Mister Taylor. Are you? <laughs> I said, I'd imagine you're not charging. I, I can't come get a cup for $2.50 today, can I? No.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Darn say, it. <laughs> you said, absolutely not. Man, it, it's... Um... Go ahead. I got,
1: I got one more question. I promise this is my last question. I mean, I grew up in this community. Uh, as I said, I went to uh, Mr. Henry, but Rosen Taylor, that, the shop, the name it wrong just can you explain to the people like how good did it feel at the height when all the 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 chairs were full um the reputation the just the name just when you when you were just representing the 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 business the shop with your name attached to it like can you put that into words, how good it felt to really put your all into it make the sacrifices you made, and knowing that it is as we say today is popping
2: uh, I don't know. I can't give myself that kind of credit mm-hmm. it was It was everybody you know, all, all right. of us, all the barbers,, all right. special alum. Right. you know.
0: Super, super humble. And Leroy,
2: yeah. and Leroy.
0: Super humble.
2: And i tell you something, we, a guy we haven't mentioned, uh, he, he was responsible for building the new one, was John Lee Johnson. Okay, oh, John okay. Right. De- definitely definitely,
0: there. Yeah. definitely a, a staple in, in our community, um, an yeah. activist, um, yeah. you know, a leader, a black leader in our community. Okay.
2: Could I say another thing? When I first got on First Street in 1964, mm-hmm. we, had, uh, we had a cleaner, you know, a laundry. Okay. We had a restaurant. Okay. Okay. We had a little small grocery store. Mm. Yeah, then we had a liquor store where it had on the other corner.
0: All black owned?
2: No, that wasn't, a liquor store wasn't. Okay.
0: Everything else for so, so with you speaking on 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 that you know, and I've heard so much from from you, you know, my parents, my relatives, um, you know, just older um, ladies and gentlemen in the community about how how much more self sufficient we were um, as a people in our communities. Now you look at that and 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 not so much, right? Um, even from the, the the standpoint of the barbershop, I remember you know um that was if somebody came into town you know back in the day and said hey where can i get my hair cut what what's the shot? rose and tail with with without a doubt you know and then then the whip you know brought itself in and and, and kind of you know piggybacked off that and was that that space where the the younger gentlemen um and the younger era could go at at some point in time you know shout out to them as well but you guys set you guys set a a, a standard and now we look around and we don't we're not self sufficient like that. We don't have these businesses. We we don't have these things. What what do you think is, is the reasoning behind that? Oh uh, well
2: we gotta I guess we had to motivate uh young the younger people to uh take over when somebody else uh well what happened you know, like I said they had a laundry next door to us, mm-hmm. cleaner.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Miss Tenza cleaner. Okay. Miss Tenzer's still living. Mm. Uh okay. they had uh, about three kids. I mean daughters when they but uh after her husband passed, mm-hmm. she couldn't handle by herself so okay. she had to close down. Wow. Wow. Then we had a few garbage routes, it's about three black garbage routes the mm-hmm. same way.
0: Wow, and 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 you, you know it, it's interesting for me, um, and 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 I'm gonna say this, and some people may take take offense to it, right? But I, I feel like our era, you you guys in your era created something. You created legacies for us to take on, and sometimes, you know, the formal education and things that we push so hard and we want um, for our children and those in our family that we forget about the entrepreneurial things that we've created to leave, leave legacies. And, and I kind of feel like that's kind of what happened. We're looking at things that, you know, in our minds are so much greater, you know, that to me as a barber, and at this point realizing it at, at 44 years old, something that I didn't see maybe five years, six years ago, right. Is there's no other feeling like my ability, my, my want, and, and hunger to own a barbershop and be totally self-sufficient um outweighs any other feeling that that I've ever felt outside of of my my wife, my mother, my kids um just that passion and, and that rush and I think you know we we took advantage and maybe in our 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 communities maybe we didn't push as as much as we should have about the meaning behind those things because when you talk about those things and like I said my mother, my father, my uncles, I mean, I just had this vision in my head, but unfortunately, you know, I don't know if I'll ever live to see what you guys were able not to only see, but be a part of. You know?
2: Yeah.
0: That's, wow. Yeah, that's... Don't give up. No, definitely not. You know, I mean, but, but having you on here and talking about things like this gives gives me that passion, you know, it, it, You and when you know and you can touch and you can speak to someone who's done it, then you know it's possible. But like you said, just bringing everybody together and getting everybody on the same page. And I think what you're talking about and the ability for our listeners to hear this, I think this is going to be extremely impactful. And I'm not speaking for myself, but my buddy Jinx, I, I know we feel honored because not many people can can say that they're able to sit down and have a conversation and sit down and and talk to um their barber who who not only w- was cutting their age range's hair but their father and maybe their grandfather like it is crazy because you you were the first one to cut my stepson's hair um me and my well, wife have well, Yeah, me and me and my wife have been um together for 25 years. He he's 27. So before she and I got together um you know when he turned of age and got his hair cut you were the first barber to ever put clippers to my my stepson's head okay thanks and and so just to <laughs> that's 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 you know that's great i mean so you've been able to you know you you are a living legend and, and you know we we want to as they say we we want to give you your bouquet when you can smell them so we we are Honored, we're intrigued by your story. We're 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 privileged. Um, and we're thankful at the same time. Not only me as a barber, but just as a community. We we are extremely privileged um to have had, you know, someone like you, you know, as a barber running a business in our community and, you know, Lum and, and you guys all showing us how it should be. Greatly appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, thank you and and i appreciate your, your 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 humble spirit as well so um with that being said i i don't i don't have any other questions i'm just letting it soak in yeah
1: we we actually uh talked off wax mm-hmm. and he gave us more time than he said he had so right, right. we we don't we don't want to overstep <laughs> right, our boundaries right, right. <laughs> so well mr taylor we appreciate got a lot you. more
2: information though Absolutely. Well, oh, we, yeah. Uh,
1: we, we we definitely love, you know, hopefully we all can be on the other side of COVID and, right. and do this face-to-face and Absolutely. have a part two uh, and just we would really love celebrate to. in each other's presence.
0: Absolutely. We would love to. You just um, let us know. We're, we're, we're flexible. We're on your time schedule. Um, so you just let us know.
2: Okay.
0: All right. All right. So we 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 greatly um appreciate it and we'll let you go so I know you have to tend to to family matters um, but again thank you for your time.
2: Oh no problem okay.
0: at all. All right. So I I I I also just one more thing. I have to publicly thank you um for for um the barber chair. Um Oh okay. I, I received the barber chair from from Mr. Joe. Um I refurbished it um, Turned it back into looking new, and um, that was his gift to me, and and I greatly, um, I greatly appreciate it, and I, I will I will take care of it, um, and it's something that I'll have um, forever, and I'll cherish that. I might have another one for you. I was looking through the shed out here. Please let me know, and I will be there to pick it up. Uh, just one day, just come out and take a look at it. Okay, I sure will. I'll, I'll matter of fact, I'll give you a call. Um, tomorrow since I'm not cutting. I'll give you a call mid-morning. You just let me know um, what your schedule is. Okay. Okay. All right, Mr. Joe, um, you have a great evening.
2: You also. All
0: right, and All I'll right. be in contact with
2: you. It's nice nice meeting you also. Yes, sir.
0: Pleasure. All right. All right. Okay. So you got, yeah. All right, you do the same. I'll give you a holler later on. All right, bye. All right, bye-bye. So Ladies that,
1: and gentlemen, Joe Taylor, Rose and Taylor
0: of the Rose and Taylor, Champaign, Illinois, represent. Absolutely. Um, that's something big because, you know, I, I feel like we're, we're privileged, you know, to have someone, um, I would assume, you know, not to throw ages out there, I would assume late um, 70s or early 80s to, you know, literally everyone else um, in his age range, you know, that he cut hair with, that he started the shop, is no longer with us. Yeah, um, and so to be able to give him his roses while um, he's still here, and let him know how much he means not only to this community but the but the industry. You know, we've brought on some some heavy hitters, right? We oh, brought yeah. on some some guys that are extremely good barbers. But if it's not for guys um, like Mister Joe and Rose and Taylor, we're not doing what we do. Um, there's no "I cut my way out" podcast. There's none of that, right? And he didn't do it by himself, but just the era in and of itself. They sacrificed and paved the way for us. And, and man,
1: and not only that, uh, like we always say, uh, why you why you podcast? Why? Well, now now Joe Taylor's voice gonna be able to be seen and heard forever. Forever. You know, so Forever. as long as the internet exists, right. he'll, his voice—you can Google right. Joe Taylor, right. Rosen Taylor—and right. somewhere along your search, this podcast will come up. Absolute, so absolutely, absolutely, uh, that's 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 our contribution. Yeah, a- absolutely, one of our contributions, man,
0: to to so. to the to the culture, to the community, um, to our people. I mean, all of it, man. Yeah, like. like you know, I, I I have vivid memories um, right. of going to to the barbershop, and it's crazy because I always said, even when I got away from barbering as a, as a young man, you know, I wanted to own a barbershop. Now I never viewed necessarily me being behind the chair in that barbershop, just watching them, the fun they had, how it functioned. It was something that that was intriguing, and barbering was as necessary and as important then as it is now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, uh
1: with all that being said, I guess we can conclude this this episode here, uh Cut My Way Out Podcast. By the way, we 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 we're only supposed to have Mr. Taylor for about 20, 30 minutes. So um we didn't get in we we tried to get into some of our intros, but if if you listen to this show, you know I'm at Kenneth Jinks. And,
0: and I am at a underscore Knox the barber 4, um also at <laughs> a knocks underscore beard culture 4.
1: yep and our uh ig our our podcast ig I cut my way out pod underscore pod I believe um put us in the search I, I cut my way out will come up because I've done it right so I cut my way out podcast everywhere where you can listen to podcasts. We have a YouTube viewership. Um, and that's a wrap. Uh,
0: well, lastly, um, as I've continued to close out the last few times, just want to thank um, the Clipper companies, Andy's wall, Babilis, um oyster, everybody out there who's given us the opportunity to do what we do to allow us to cut our way out. Um, just the inspiration um, with, with guys like Mr. Joe Taylor that used Andy's Clippers, Andy's Masters, you know, back in the 70s. We just um, a- appreciate, um, you know, what, what, what you have given us, um, the tools you've given us to work um, with to to cut our way out and, and service um, communities all over the world. We appreciate it. Peace. And make it big And one day Enjoy
1: the way I live All the time My mom had to Working two jobs To provide While I pursue the wrong Hoop dreams No problem Doing my own thing Stepping in the world To get a win For the things. thing think sneakers For the crowd And the business. This will get away From the left life We should cut Five nine Don't follow the lead guidelines Part of a chat But I gotta touch my pride now off the college for the knowledge, try my hand at math.
0: But one call from back home really changed my back. My first born, now I got a mouth to feed. Told the South East, I got a whole new ground to leave. Young father, odd jobs, every day is real. Turn to the streets, try to eat or maybe pay a bill. Not proud of it, but I got it cooking good. But prison time on the mine wasn't looking good. I can't afford the price, so I tried the corporate life. Something wasn't sitting right, every night I'm talking like... They don't appreciate all my hard work So I went ahead and jumped Let the love work Beer culture 2020 Yeah, we taking over From the clippers to the hoodie. That we're over I put the clippers in my hand I got a whole different plan I gotta see how to
2: play out I'm going that thing it stay out Trying to come away out I put the clippers in my hand I got a whole
0: different plan. I got a whole different plan Peace, y'all. We out. Shout out, DC. We love it. DC had to play it. Great, greatly appreciate it. We'll tag you. We will shout you out. Um, Good luck.
1: Oh man, I'm 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 slipping. We got got some new material. Some
0: respect on
1: my name. We finally out, (laughs) y'all.